Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. guys we're here with the hollywood life podcast i have got my co-anchor on the line here hey ali how are you good hi bonnie so excited for this fun chat that we have today we have an og in many ways and i will let bonnie introduce her absolutely a a, a big og and yeah. yet has so much news and we are so excited to tell you all about it. Welcome Janet Hubert. Hello. Hi. Yes, Janet. Welcome. We have the original Aunt Viv. You have Love Life coming up on HBO. You have The Last OG coming up. You are working crazy and we're so excited to chat with you all about everything you've got going on yes you've got like two these two shows are so big so much fun and they're all starting soon so yeah let's dive in um tell us let's see let's start since we're on the subject of ogs tell us about the last og oh my god working with tracy morgan that man is a national treasure a crazy wonderful warm witty insane national treasure it was a joy this episode and this season is about him giving back to the community Mm. so my character miss may miller um she's a real person in his life and wasn't in in, in his world in brooklyn it's all about protecting them these lives in the community giving back feeding the homeless and miss may miller is a community activist and i go that ain't a stretch (laughs) that's right yes right yeah, every time you see her, she gets to wear this wonderful turban. And so we have this wonderful um, interaction between Anna Marie Horsford plays his mom, and I am one of her dearest and oldest friends. Um, and so we have this, we're kind of like the Black Golden Girls. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, we're always around the table, yeah. playing a little cards, talking a little crap, you know, and, and, and he's coming in and out with this group of women. And so then we go out into the community and we do community service with him. And then in a couple of episodes, there's something, I don't want to be a spoiler alert, but we all gather together to defend this young man. Mm. And it's quite a powerful, it's a, it's a powerfully funny show. It's really funny. It is really funny. It is funny as hell and powerful, Mm -hmm. really powerful. And Tracy comes in and he's just a force. When he comes in, there's an energy, there's a life, there's a, and I know he's hurting, you know, um, because he had that massive, massive accident. accident. And he is a delight. The party mm. starts, you hear, you hear the boom box. <laughs> and it's Tracy coming in with some yeah. 1970s music and we're all, oh, he's, he's so warm. <laughs> he and brings the energy, brings energy. Yes. You know, and it, it is interesting. I mean, the whole concept of the show yeah. um, 
the last OG because you wouldn't think it would could it's very poignant and it's powerful in its in his message, but you wouldn't think a show about next con would be funny. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it is. It's it hysterical. Is. When speaking to Tracy about developing your character, because it was based off of somebody that he knew, what what did he want you to bring to the role and, and, and how did you kind of develop it together? Well, you know what? We, we didn't develop it together because they came to me with an offer mm. of doing the role. Same thing with Love Life. They came to me with an offer. I didn't have to jump through hoops. I didn't have to dance the bullets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When the reunion, when the reunion happened for Fresh Prince, it was like, you know, Jesus forgave Judas. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, oh boy. What way to put it. <laughs> oh boy. Well, you, wait, like wait, wait, but you, were you Judas? Like you're hardly <laughs> Judas. Right. <laughs> I claim anything. And he's hardly Jesus. I love that. I thought that it was like that because it went worldwide and everywhere. And I had no idea that it was so important to so many people um, other than myself because I mm. felt so alone. So maybe I was Judas. I don't know. Maybe I was Judas. I don't know. Whatever. But um, I think Tracy and a lot of people came to me in, in support to say, we want to give you your flowers oh. because they were denied and taken from you. So when they, the offer came, how could I say no? It was an honor. It was a pleasure. This character was so poignant for him in his life. So he would tell me about Miss May. You know, he'd go, you know, you don't know Miss May. Miss May, she's a real person. We just say this right here. She's a real person. She's yeah. so, that's so you listen to Tracy tell you about the, the character and you would use parts of what he'd tell you and parts of who I really am. Mm -hmm. Because I am a fighter. Yeah. You know, I am, a, I am an activist in my community. I am, I walk the streets of the South and the Montclair trying to get buses for the kids. Mm -hmm. You know, the black kids have, don't have a bus. White kids on the other side of town have a bus. That is who I've been in New York fighting with the crack dealers back in the eighties. Um, you know, I was a super of my building on 51st street between 11 wow. and 12. Wow. So, tough. Yeah. Really yeah. tough. Yeah. We, we, you don't lose that, especially coming from the theater. The theater makes you stronger than any art that I ever, and dance. You have, you have to bust rock. And I started out as an extra. So, I built myself mm -hmm. up the ladder, the hard way, the old fashioned way, you know, mm -hmm. people say, oh, you got the show and then it's overnight. No, Miss May was easy for me because she's a part of me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It is, listen, the, the road you've taken has been really hard. And, you know, the road that, like, as you say, you started as an extra, you worked your way up and then you landed in a big place on the Fresh Prince. And yet you were coping with so much in your personal life that people didn't know. Turns out Will Smith didn't know and understand. And you brought, you talked about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if we had probably sat down and had a conversation together, but he was too young. Mm -hmm. um, and I was too trying to hide. You know, as a celebrity, you try to keep, well, for me, I try to keep my life private. 
Yeah. My personal life is very private. Unlike today, where everybody's got all their stuff all over the place. It's like, whoa. I'm like, y'all need to go to therapy or something. But, <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like TMI. So you really want <laughs> to know what you're going through. Plus I was pregnant and high risk. So I think if we'd have had better communication and we both admit that, you know, had we mm -hmm. been able to really talk, that probably would have never happened. But going yeah. into the reunion, were you prepared to have that conversation? Were you ready? Or could you have maybe gone your whole life not talking about it again? Oh, no, I've been trying to, I've been trying to do that for since 2009. Mm. And I had told Will that I'd reached out to him in 2009. We talked about a lot of things that didn't get aired. So mm. maybe we'll air them one day because we really had a frank conversation. It was good. It was honest. It was it was needed, very needed. And I realized we really both needed that. I needed it for a long time because three decades of my life had gone by. My 40s, my 50s, and half of my 60s. Wow. It, well, we would never know you're in your 60s. You look That's so beautiful. That's true. You're gorgeous. Like, yeah. I'm like, like, so you're 30s. Yeah. Your 20s, your 30s. And <laughs> you know how to paint the walls. <laughs> Um, well, and the, you know, for, for you, like, I, I think I saw this quote that when you leave a show like in Hollywood and it, listen, it's not that it was decades ago because this still happens. Like a woman, a, a black woman who is perceived as difficult oh, or yeah, difficult. Like that's kind of the end and it's in the acting world, but it's in the business world too. The totally. totally. They did it to Catherine Heigl. Um, on um, what was that show? Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. They did it to her. You know, once you put that big B on somebody's, a big D on somebody's chest, you wear it, especially for women. Men can be difficult all day long. Yeah. And never, but this is the politics of sexism mm -hmm. in Hollywood and in television and in business and in the world. And in politics. You know, absolutely. These men making these decisions about our bodies. What have we said? Well, gee, if there's no abortions, then there should be no sex. And so maybe you should maybe snip it. Yeah. Maybe it should be mandatory that you snip it if you want it. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of sort, of sort of my, I'm glad I'm not a young woman because I've had my moments where I've had to make that decision to have an abortion. Most of us have. And back in the eighties, it was relatively new. And I, I remember the attitude of the doctors was terrible. They were, this is not something you want to do as a woman. It's a very hard decision to make. Mm -hmm. So it should not be made by men. Not mm -hmm. at all. They got no business in our vaginas. Hello. Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. And they're not the ones who, in, so, in most cases, who live with the consequences. That's right. Right. That's right because it changes your life forever. A baby changes your life forever. And young women should not have to make that decision because they've decided to have sex or decided that, you know, they've gotten pregnant. Life, mm -hmm. you don't even know you're pregnant at six weeks. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like an accident happens yes. or you get pressured. Yes. Um, yes. Or somebody lies and says, I'm sterile. Right. Mm -hmm. No. It's, it's awful. And men dictate the entire 
all the industries, the, the, yeah. the tops of yeah. all the industries, which is why we Absolutely. continue to find ourselves in these issues years Absolutely. later. And yeah. so for you with, when you spoke with Will, you said you reached out to him in 2009. Mm -hmm. Did he not respond? Did he not get um, your message? He didn't get the message. Um, I may have to stop and quickly pause and let the puppy in, grab my ring light. Cause it's, did you notice it got dark in here? Did it, the, yeah. Can okay. you still see me at all? Yes. Yes, we can see. We can. Okay. Let me check. Can we pause a second? Yeah, no sure. worries. No wrap. Get my ring light, let the puppy in. Okay. This beauty of Ladies, I'm so sorry. That's okay. Fine. This is the beauty of Zoom. You just bring in that little ring light. Yeah. Thank God for the ring light. It lights you up. Because I'm realizing I'm turning purple. I'm looking at it going, she's purple. Is that better? Doesn't oh, matter. Yes. perfect. Oh, yes. Much better. better. There we go. That's great. Um, okay. Go ahead, Allie. Yeah, no, we were talking about Will and just the conversation that you guys had. And so he said he didn't get your message back in 2009. What had prompted you to reach out in 09? I was, I had lost my brother and my dad. I had lost two brothers and my dad. Oh. And it was, and my, and my damn horse. Oh. And you just, you know, you go, and anywhere I would go, I would try to move forward and was not allowed. The black press was just beating me up any chance they got, anything I did, whether it was good or bad or defending myself in some way. Oh, they just latched onto it and ate me alive. And it was like blood sport. It felt like blood sport. Mm -hmm. You know, um, the press loves to have uh, a witch hunt. They love yes. Absolutely. They I disagree. Absolutely do. Oh my God. And the Kevin Frazier's of Entertainment Tonight and the Michael Yo's, I would do an interview and they would change it. They would leave, I would leave the studio and they would change the order of the question. Right. They would edit. Make yes. it look like I had said something. And then, you know, some heifer from a uh, E.T. would go on TV and, and make these comments and you're like, it is very hurtful. They don't understand that we are human beings and yeah. we bleed and we feel. And if children are killing themselves over, I remember wanting to go to the GWB and just jump. It was like Mother's Day oh. weekend. And they had, they had, my son was on his way to Germany. He was going through things himself. And I was devastated that they, that they had done that. And women love to attack other women. You know, mm -hmm. Nina Parkers would call me and say, Janet, we're going to do this thing. And you promise, I promise you, it's going to be, it's going to be good. And we're not going to change anything. And yeah, they changed, she changed it all. It's like, and I said to her, you'd sell your mother, wouldn't you? You'd sell your mother for a shitty story. Um, and the thing about me is that I'm not one to take it sitting down. I'm not going to cry, but I'm not, I'm not going to kill myself. I'll kill you first. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, better, better idea. Okay. Not you. Okay. Okay. Not that we're endorsing murder. No. no but I get yeah. it. Yeah. Figuratively, I will beat you to a pulp on the internet as badly as you've tried to beat me. Mm-hmm. So I'm known for coming back at people, and I call it slap back. Mm-hmm. Like you it. know, the Wendy Williams of the world, the Tamron Halls of the world, all of those people who make a living hurting people, but pretending I'm so about women. I'm so, I'm so into helping other women. Why do you think that women, like we already have men piling on us and, and having a witch hunt. And I agree. I think that's absolutely, and we see it all the time. Right. It's just something that just happened that I was like, this is like a witch hunt right. that just happened. And why do women, do you think also do it to other women? I think we've been conditioned as women to dislike each other, to be jealous of each other, to be envious of each other because of men. It's that competition for men that have made women do these kinds of things mm-hmm. to each other. Black women do it a lot. White women do it to each other. Mm-hmm. We've also got this culture of the housewives where this man, I call, what's his name? Um, Cohen. Andy Cohen. And the biggest gay pimp I've ever seen in my life um, to be exploiting women in the manner in which he does with his housewife circuit. You know, one moment they're praying to each other and they're embracing each other and the next minute they're fighting and like, and and people are watching it and loving it and eating it up. And we've become stupid as women to women and not realizing that men are getting entertainment out of this. Mm -hmm. Other women are patterning themselves after this bad behavior. Reality TV to me was the demise of a lot of things besides, you know, the last four years. Um, I think when reality TV came in, I got a reality TV contract and it said, we have the right to demean, ridicule, embarrass, humiliate, disparage. This was the contract. Wow. And I posted a piece of it online. I had a page called the Black Tristianity, but I call myself Black Trist. Um, And I posted it for young women to know the dangers of reality TV and the pitfalls of reality TV. I think that's when it happened. Mm -hmm. You are, you are an activist. Yeah. I mean, that's a very activist move to post that online as a, you know, a warning. Oh yeah. I say say to people, I've been offered five reality TV shows. You want a bitch, go find Amarosa. You want that kind of, that kind of banter, that kind of personality. That is not who I am. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you what I call, excuse my expression, but I'm frank. I call it nigarita. Mm. I'm not going to serve up nigritude for you. Mm-hmm. I come at you with intelligence, confidence, um, and fun. That's who I am. Do you think that your experience from Fresh Prince and, you know, the past several decades and just the fallout afterwards and feeling banished from Hollywood. Has that in the past few projects that you've done, do you carry that with you or have you let it behind and you are you when you're going into these projects? I've let let all that go. 
it's it went away when my reputation was cleared when will said the words that he said it felt at first like i said i i was so overwhelmed i thought i was going to have a heart attack you know when you hear your murderer say i, I murdered you and i didn't mean to and i'm sorry and you've served this 30 year almost 30 year sentence mm -hmm. it was almost a 30 year sentence of three decades of my life it was overwhelming so of course i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I don't show that kind of emotion unless you, you know, want it in a scene. Generally, I'm not going to give you that, but it was honest. It was, and I believed him and 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 we both needed it yeah no i don't carry that on the set i have a lot of fun on the set when i go on a set we have a ball i come in with light and air and and laughter and we're dancing around the makeup and as much as i can these days but no I, <laughs> i'm right. sure you can dance <laughs> I, I don't carry that no and i never did on the set you know what i'm saying it only got weird in that last season but no hbo we had a ball Love Life, we had a ball. Yeah, Last OG, we had a ball. Yeah, tell us about Love Life. It looks, oh. it's so much fun. It is so smart. And it's, but and it's so real. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. yes. It's and all of us can identify. <laughs> oh my God, yes. And just, and, and what's so interesting about it is the writing is so good. It's so smart. It's so smartly done and so well written. I play Donna Watkins, um, mother of Marcus Watkins, the star of the show, Will, um, um, Will Harper Jackson, who is brilliant. He's so um, good. I am married to the love of my life, John L. Jelks, who plays um, my husband, Kirby. We are two African-American professional studies teachers at the university. We show our love openly in front of our children, though it makes them go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what kids do parents aren't supposed to like you know kiss and be affectionate oh no we're going baby boom baby baby, baby. <laughs> they're like yeah, My daughter, yeah. Is, um, uh, punky what's it punky is it punky johnson she's from saturday night live um she's my lesbian daughter and the dynamics of the family is just wonderful. I'm, I'm I sort of meddle. I'm a little bit of a hovercraft mother mm -hmm. because he is my son. And you know how they say about mothers raise their daughters, but they love their sons. Mm -hmm. we're, very, <laughs> we're very connected. Um, it's warm, it's real, it's honest. And working with this cast, oh, yes, this so good. Yes. So good. I'm so excited to see it. And that airs in the next few weeks, I think. It started already. Started. We started yeah, we started on the 28th of October. 28th of October. And we are going to be doing the next three sets this weekend. I think the fourth starting tomorrow. 
perfect. Yes. So I'm fun. Five episodes. Yeah. I'm, I'm in and out of it. Yes. It's and I so feel fun. like, like after, like it's after the pandemic, like, I mean, it's not even over the pandemic, but think about everybody's love life who, that was single. Yes. It was a terrible time to be single oh, on okay. top of, oh, it's always kind of terrible to be single and dating. <laughs> I can't fathom how hard it's got to be to be a young person trying to date right now. Yeah. I cannot fathom. Yeah. I luckily met my boyfriend in the midst of the pandemic, but like online date. Yeah. Like on a dating app, but wow. Yeah. Wow. We've been together like a year now. Yeah. Wow. That's so you, rare. Have, you have a love life story to tell. Yeah. So I we do. go through, we go through the pandemic. We go through the 10 years of his life. So this, this series goes through 10 years of his love life. That's why it's so brilliantly done. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not going to do any spoilers, but it's just so good. All the women are so good. We had a blast. And I got to look good. I got to wear my hair natural, which is great. I love that. And I got to wear flat shoes. <laughs> Even like so good. Yeah. We also love that. <laughs> and I want to briefly talk just a little bit more about your activism, Janet, because I know that you are working on something for young black men um, and it's very near and dear to your heart. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Oh, this has been my baby for a long time. It's been a long labor, long labor, JGNBC kids. It's about bringing book smart kids and street smart kids together based on math and fractals and dinosaurs and equations. And it's my son loved fractals. Now, I don't even know what those are. <laughs> he, two years old, I would put him on the computer, he'd sit on my lap, and we would marvel with fractals. Mm. I was also very sick for a long time. Um, and so I got this little CD and was inspired by this little CD. It was called Rock and War Dinosaur and started to create this whole world. I dressed up like this character, JG. Mm -hmm. Went into the Barnes and Noble stores and sang these little silly songs about dinosaurs with my tool belt. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do when you're an actress, you know? Right. <laughs> you know how to make a pot of beans mm -hmm. all day long. If there's no money, we know how to survive. And that's the wonderful thing about being an actress is that you always know how to survive. Wow, you did that to like as a job going like yes. in and dressed up as a, yeah. as a dinosaur. We had no money. We had no money because freshmen had not gone into syndication. Mm -hmm. So you needed to have that syndication money. And I lost out on, you know, another three years of syndication right. money. And so I signed a check that said, you are the bearer of this burden to get back here, to get the hell out of LA. And brought my baby who was four years old at the time he had enough room to back up into the van and we got the hell out of LA. So yeah, I dressed up as his character and we marveled in fractals because I felt like I was stuck inside body that I didn't know what was happening. There was a lot of physical issues that we couldn't figure out. Um, a chiropractor had put a neck um, traction device on my neck and it pulled my head off of the Atlas. Oh. So I had what's called ballerina neck. Um, you know, the curvature starts going in that yeah. direction. But at the age of 45, 46, it was a little too late to start trying to put it back. So that's what happened. And so I was having all kinds of problems. So I could only sit with him 
And Marvel in this world of fractals and he would go, mommy, look at that one, look at that one, look at that one. And I taught him to read and I knew that he was not going to become a statistic when I knew I was having a little black boy in my stomach, mm. my heart sank. Because I know how the world treats little black boys, how little black boys turn into black men. I've seen how women will move away, white women will move away from me. Right. store or and move away from my son and they don't even realize they're doing it. So there was this issue at the age of first, second and third grade, but there was nothing for him. There was nothing to decorate his nursery. There was nothing that showed him who he would be or reflected who he was. Children believe in themselves when they see themselves. If children don't see themselves, how can they believe in themselves? I never had a black doll. I hated dolls because number one, they didn't look like me. Mm -hmm. So I set out on this mission to develop the show and to get this thing done. We got six stores at Walmart and we did quite well in those six stores without an animation. So everybody kept saying to me, well, is there an animation? Is there an animation? You know, you got to deal with Driz Disney, DreamWorks and Pixar are the big boys. We are a grassroots. We have financed this ourselves written it ourselves. We've got Ron Myrick, who has been a black animation director since he was 17 years old, directing. We've got Toons in India, who's co-producing. Erica Nicole Malone, who I met doing a pilot. She's an independent producer and she's helped finance this thing. And it ain't cheap. Animation is like $25,000 a minute in America. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. wow. I could have done six movies with what it costs to do this. And there have been days where I've done the entire scratch record during COVID because we couldn't cast it. So we have a trailer. I don't know if you saw it. Did you guys see oh, it? Oh, no. Yes, I'd love, to. I'd love to. Oh, we definitely have to look at that. Oh, no. It's on Vimeo. Um, okay. I can send it to you if you send me your, your, your email address. Yes. We'll yeah. have to send it. Yes, yeah. I'd love to see it. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, it's just absolutely, and the music is awesome. That's when so exciting. And so the goal is to bring, you know, these young kids, like they're being able to see themselves in media. Well, it is so cute because we've got the little street kids and then we've got kids of all different nationalities. We've got little Muslim children. We've got a little girl named Becca. She's got vitiligo. We wanted to, I wanted to appeal to all children. And what they'll say is it's non-traditional because it has two black leads. Well, it's time to have two black leads, mm -hmm. but I've been trying to do this for a very long time. Now it's the thing, it's inclusion, but we have the situation where voice in the voiceover world, and I do a lot of voiceovers, um, where they're letting go of white actors who do black, so-called black voices. It's a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what, it's doing is it's cutting off our work as well because you know like i say you can do a french woman you can do a spanish woman you can do an italian woman you can do a german woman you, you know my son speaks german he speaks russian wow. so a black voice is a french voice it's a cartoon so you want those extremes in a cartoon mm -hmm. but we don't want to start limiting actors, especially voice actors, by race. Right. That's so what does that mean? I got to go out and always be talking like this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's not how we talk. That's a stereotypical sort of 
um, accent of mm -hmm. what black people sound like and what black people look like. So we've got a little bit of everything in this, but it's beautiful. It's oh, so beautiful. definitely yes, can't wait fantastic. to see. Yeah, um, spring 22, we are coming out. Um, spring 22? Yes. 20, March, spring of 2022, yes. And it's gorgeous. So we're looking at distrib uh, distributors and deciding, you know, who we want to go with. Will's actually going to share it on his um, with his followers, which I'm excited about. That's great. Oh, good. So um, you've been in touch since yeah, the reunion. Yeah, I'm going, in touch. Yeah, I'm going to his book launch in Brooklyn next week. Oh, good. Yeah, great. that's so great. Like it's, it yeah, feels it feels good. Full you circle. know, I reach out to him. We'll text each other back and forth to say little things to each other. How are you? You feeling good? You should be. What's going on? What are you doing? You gonna you gonna you gonna, you gonna kick ass on that role? Uh huh. Because I know he's doing King Richard, and I said you gonna bring it, boo boo. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Well, that's great because you know after all that pent up. Like all that sort of pent, those pent up feelings rage. and frustration, rage. 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 Yes. When you know you've not done something and you know you're innocent, you will fight to the death. And that was who I was. Everybody wanted to label me, made jokes about me, made memes about me, not realizing that I have a child that affects, mm -hmm. you know? The social media has become so anti-social, it's not even funny. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like it. I have to be on it, you know, to promote things, but people are mean. Mm -hmm. But what I realize is that most people who have lies don't sit on social media talking crap about people. It's the people who have no lies. Mm -hmm. They have no lies. They seek you out. And when they seek you out to do that, you have power because they have come all the way into your box to message you some crap. And it's really funny when you go back at them and you go, do you, do, do, you're calling me a name. Have you looked in the mirror? And they're like, oh, my, clutching pearls. And you go, wait a minute, you came for me and now I'm coming for you. And you what, can't you handle it. That? Yeah. Right, right. Oh, you don't like it? Then don't do it. I mm -hmm. have an impression. If you come for me, I'll I'll meet you at the door. <laughs> I love it. Well, That's you've got good. like I, I totally agree with you about social media and the anonymity that it provides to people yeah. to be yeah. able to bully from a safe space. Yeah. Um, but you know, you've got so much strength and courage, and you are—you feel so, you know, so strongly about so many things. Um, when we started talking, you said you've been urged, like you are an activist, and you've been urged to go into politics. And I would support you. But my husband said he would leave me because he knows how I get. He knows I get, I'm passionate about it. I, I, my Me son passion. is very political. Um, I want change. And then a lot of times in these small towns, especially in New Jersey, you've got the political machine that's been there for a long time. The mothers of the PTA, 
who yeah. want what they want and they make sure they run for the school board and they make sure that their children are all taken care of. I don't care about your children. You know, it's it's fighting all that that I don't feel like doing. I'm going to be 66 in a couple months. I'm not, I'm, my feet hurt. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what's so frustrating because, I mean, I, Ali and I care about these things as well. And, you know, it just feels so frustrating that just when you think that we fought so hard yes. to make certain progress to see uh, what we're seeing now is so much rollback ha happening. Why are we allowing it is my question. Why are we not rallying as women? And I've been watching Handmaid's Tale and they got some good ideas. I'm not condoning violence in any way, but sometimes if you don't rock the boat, the boat don't move. Mm -hmm. And if you don't make some waves, the boat doesn't move. So we can't sit here and complacently watch these men do what they're doing and get away. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. With what they're doing. We need to start some real marching ain't going to do no good. I know. Oh my God, the, the, the pink, the yeah. pink, what do they call them, pussy hats. They put one on Harriet Tubman. I'm going, hello. Yeah. I, everybody doesn't have a pink one. Some of us have brown ones. Hello. It, what did what what good did it do? What yeah. did it do? It's not about marching. It's about fighting. It's right. about running for those offices, for those senate seats. You know, one of my favorite people is Ocasio Cortez. Mm -hmm. they, she scares the but Jesus out of those men, doesn't she? I love her. I pray that she doesn't give up because she doesn't know how many of us actually are right behind her. You mess with her, you mess with all of us. She's got troops. We need to support each other as women. We do, we absolutely do. And um, we're, we will be there with you. We are there. And we're gonna, we were in for some tough fighting ahead, I think in general, yeah. but we're so happy that you are having, and we, and, we see you're enjoying the success that you're having now, which is so well-deserved um, in on Love Life, on HBO Max, on The Last OG. And is that? And that's not it. Um, oh. I, I, I don't know if I can announce it. We have a, yes, I did. We did something for Lifetime. Um, and I've done something with uh, Gabrielle Union, The Perfect Find. The Perfect? It's called The Perfect Find. And is that a, a, a series? It's a feature. Oh, the perfect find. And what have you got with Lifetime coming up? Well, it's a Lifetime movie, original Lifetime movie. Um, I don't know if I can speak on it yet because nobody has told me not to. Um, but it's a great role. It's a great role. Really great role. 
Amazing. But we're so happy that you're having this wonderful success. Thank you. And we look forward to talking with you again. Maybe That's when it's been a pleasure, you guys. Yes. Like I've known you. I know. Consistent. Such a great combo. <laughs> Thank you for being so open and so trusting to us with your story. Oh, you're so welcome. And thank you for having me. And thank you. And we wish you all the best. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.